0: You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Eric Soap here, continuing our Teacher Appreciation Week series, trying to tune down a little bit of the COVID stuff, maybe a little more uplifting stuff about education. One of our favorite alumni educators, Stephen Alamond, is here from the 2019 class. We'll catch up with him, hear about some of his classroom teaching stories back in the day, and maybe some other things too. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Stephen, do you have a, a memorable Teacher Appreciation Week gift you ever got from one of your students?
1: Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I actually do. <laughs> uh, during my last year, at, uh, so I taught as a, as a middle school resource specialist at Kip Soul Academy in East Los Angeles. Um, and one of my students, um, he was a fifth grader, I only taught him for about a year, Uh, But he was obsessed with the University of Southern California Um, and he knew that I went to USC for undergrad Um, and he is probably one of my favorite students um, because he, I spent every single morning with him um, in my learning lab as I would prep him for the day. Um, and I would communicate with his mom every single day, just to make sure that he was ready to go. And, um, so we developed a really special relationship over several months. And he surprised me with a USC sweater, um, during teacher appreciation day. Yeah, it was. A, a double xl <laughs> too okay, big for
0: well, me <laughs> you got room for the two of you in the steven household there yeah
1: it was too big uh, but it was the thought that counted and <laughs> every single friday which was spirit week
0: or spirit day
1: uh we could wear uh college attire he would ask me mr amazon are you going to wear the sweater that bought you <laughs> and i just kept saying like oh next week I'll, I'll wear it next week and next week never came <laughs> because yeah. I just didn't want to wear a double XL USC sweater, but I, I did wear it the last day of the school year. Um, okay, That that was probably my, my favorite teacher appreciation day gift. It was very, very kind and very, very generous of, of him and his mom uh, to, yeah. to be so thoughtful.
0: Yeah. I was trying to remember mine. So I think like there were two phases, you know, cause I, I taught for two years and took two years off and then came back. And then my first mm-hmm. phase this would have still been in Compton Um, first teacher appreciation week. And I I was living with a a TFA roommate who was teaching at a middle school in Compton kind of down the street. And he Mm -hmm. got this too. We were both very puzzled. It was, I don't even know how to describe them. There's probably a a word for them or a brand or something, but it's those kind of porcelain figurines of kids, Mm you know, like, you know what I'm talking about? that You might see at like a craft shop or, or or fair or something. Um, But I got like a whole, I got like a couple of them and so did he. So we put them in our uh, kind of cheap, you know, uh, Goodwill store entertainment center wood thing that we got. And like, yeah, over the two years, we we had this very large collection of, of these these figurines that were very puzzling to people when they would come over. I remember that being very memorable. And then that one thing I did find. a gift. Very strange. <laughs> I guess it was, I mean, it was touching. I don't know, maybe it was yeah. a thing at the time. I don't know. But the other funny one I have is, I actually found this the other day. My last couple of years teaching, uh, I really got in, I, I'm really lousy at art, uh, but I had to teach art because we we're multi-subjects. But I found these, you know, really helpful drawing books where, say like on a page, there's a dinosaur and you like, you start with a circle and then you mm-hmm. add a line in, and by the end you have a dinosaur, you know, you just got to kind of build it with the different lines and structures. So I got really mm-hmm. into that. I thought it was a, a fun way to think about teaching and you could layer in like writing standards because you could do directional writing and and those kind of things. But anyway, the kids got into it too. And one of my students gave me on uh, just like a relatively small slip of paper, uh, a stegosaurus dinosaur drawing from the book, which was cool. And then above it, she wrote Mr. De Sobe, comma when he's 51 years old, which, <laughs> which is like a nice. random <laughs> random age, random <laughs> random choice of of dinosaur to associate <laughs> me with that age. Um, but I still have it. And so that's one of my, my favorite teacher appreciation. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Listen, as someone who's not in the classroom, but I know you're still plugged into schools, into education, what's been your vantage point into the switch to distance learning? What have you seen and what have you been surprised by and, and what kind of thoughts do you have about it?
1: Yeah. Gosh, it's such a interesting time to be teaching. Um, well, first off, I like, just want to say thank you to all the educators who are m- moving mountains to implement new distance learning practices um i think it's tough to teach in general but obviously so much more challenging in this current climate especially with the lack of computer access uh for students or wi-fi um and just making sure that you have a connection with with kids in general Um, but for me uh, from my vantage point so i've been doing a lot of consulting over the past six months um and i wrote an education equity white paper um back in february or march um and essentially looking at how can school districts and schools implement equitable practices to ensure that schools are being inclusive and providing more resources and uh Financial support for the most marginalized students, specifically Black and Brown students, students from low-income backgrounds, uh, English language learners, students in foster care system, um, and I hosted uh, a webinar uh, back in March, and essentially we changed the the focus to be around um, equity in the during COVID-19 and how are school districts responding to this current practice to to this current climate. Um, And from what I'm hearing from educators, um, it's that first and foremost, it's about making sure that you are reaching out to your students, um, regardless of whether or not they have Internet connection at home. Uh, Obviously, it takes a lot of time, um, but a a lot of the teachers who I've spoken to. have said that they check in, if not every single day, every other day to make sure that students are safe, that they have what they need, and their families are connected to different resources that may be available um, provided by different nonprofits. Um, And so the one thing is around maintaining and cultivating a direct personal relationship with students and their families. Um, But second, it's really about trying to find the best way to ensure that students are learning through what's best for them uh so i've heard of teachers and i've seen teachers uh, implement practices like and i think this is the case in Lo- the los angeles Unified school district and it is the case for a lot of other school districts in the country um where grades will not be impacted during this time which i think is the right way to go um, that grades will not be no student will fail during this time because no student should be worrying about grades (laughs) during a time of crisis um so really creating a somewhat of a social safety academic net for students that they feel that they know that number one their, their health and their safety is priority um but also trying to Identify what additional resources they will they will need now and going into the summer and whatever environment school will be um, hopefully by the fall. Um, but it's 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 honestly no one can predict what this will look like come the fall um, and higher education will look uh, different. Um, the K twelve space especially, but um, I think teachers, educators, administrators will continue to and should continue maintain that sense of connection with for
0: students and know that that their teachers are are there for them well one thing we can't predict is we'll be right back after this short break thanks for listening to the zag stay tuned so once students do come back what's your opinion on this idea what if we shorten the in-person school week to four days a week and made the fifth day a mix of virtual and some sort of like pushing out into the community or something more tactile and job-based?
1: I think that's an interesting idea. Um, I think schools will definitely need to implement social distancing practices, um, whether that means having certain grades come in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then rotating on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, or reducing the school days from removing Fridays and just having Monday through Thursday. Um, I think it will look different for every single, like whether that's elementary, middle or high schools. Um, But I really like this idea of having a workforce workforce development aspect to um, the the students curriculum, um, especially in high schools. I've been working with a nonprofit uh, in LA called Alliance for a Better Community, working directly with families and communities uh, in Southeast LA uh, and how what and part of the work that we were do, that we've been doing is around how do we ensure that we are providing more resources and supports for English language learners, um, and specifically for students who are transitioning from high school to um, higher education. Um, And from some uh, listening sessions that that we conducted with some students in high school and also in college and also some higher education administrators, there's been a a huge, huge um, yearning yearning for having students who have some type of workforce development uh, credits. Um, whether that's career technical education aspect or just having a more robust and uh, more, more, res- more, a program that essentially supports students from understanding what career paths they will have available once they uh, graduate from high school. Um, but I think that's a really interesting idea. I think it should definitely be explored, but um, I think to each school their own and it really just depends on their capacity and we don't even know what the um what the what the workforce for school districts might look like um i don't know whether layoffs might be down the road unfortunately for school districts but that's a real conversation that will need to be have had um and a lot of tough decisions that will need to be made by district leaders um so it's 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 definitely a really, uncertain climate of what what could be possible but i I think it's really important to think creatively and think boldly about what can be done with what we have
0: last thing so you moved out of la Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: you don't like us anymore you moved to dc what is (laughs) not not, not true short answer (laughs) short answer what is one thing you like about dc so far what's one thing you don't like
1: uh one thing i like about dc is that it's very diverse
0: um and then one thing you don't like
1: (laughs) One thing that I don't like about D.C. is that there's not good Mexican food. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, we'll go with that answer. (laughs) Okay. When is the next time you're back in Los Angeles?
1: I was supposed to be back this past weekend for a wedding, but that did not happen. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm hoping sometime in the fall. Um, I... So I, I I I picked a terrible season to buy daughter season tickets for my dad.
0: <laughs> um and you I was hoping to go. To, Arizona. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was hoping to go to a couple games with him at some point this season, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Um <laughs> so hopefully sometime in the fall I'll be back. Uh,
0: if not right. sooner. Well listen, you and your dad can enjoy early morning Korean baseball, because that's what I was <laughs> watching this morning, because it's dark dark times in the sports world for sure. But listen, not dark times this week for all the great educators and teachers out there. Thanks for all the NLC alums who are working in all different kinds of ways to make sure kids learn a lot of stuff and families feel empowered and engaged. Make sure to listen to upcoming episodes of The Zag. We'll be talking to even more educators the rest of the week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you soon.